Hello, and welcome to the Millennial Economics Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping young people be successful with money. Join us as we discuss personal finance, financial literacy, investing, the psychology behind being financially fit, and much more. Here's your host, Jerry Dixon. Hello, and welcome to episode 65 of the Millennial Economics Podcast. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. As usual, if you enjoy this podcast, especially if you're new um, and you have not left a review yet, um, I would really appreciate it if you left a just a quick review wherever you listen to the podcast. Um, a lot of you are on Spotify. Spotify does not currently have a way, I don't believe, to write a review or leave a review for the podcast. But if you subscribe to the podcast, not only will you get notified of new episodes, but it will also help the algorithm on that platform for this podcast to get in front of new listeners. Um, as well as on Apple or Google Podcasts. Um, you can leave a review on those platforms, and if you do, once again, it does help the podcast get out in front of new listeners. Um, also, there is now a way to support the podcast with a small monthly donation if you're so inclined. Um, if not, totally okay. I love that you're here, um, and I love the support of you just turning in, uh, tuning in, excuse me. So if that's all that you're willing to do, able to do, or want to do, um, that is certainly plenty. Certainly plenty, um, but if you feel so inclined to support the podcast um, with a small monthly financial donation, I believe starting as low as 99 cents, um, if you go to millennialecon.com, at the top of the page in the navigation bar, there's a tab that says support the millennial economics, and you can do so right from there. So we got that out of the way. Um, I want to dive right in. So I was reading an article today um, about average net worth in America um, and it does it by race, by age, by education, by location, and by a few other things, one in particular that really intrigued me. Um, and so I wanted to share that with you. So before I really get into the article, I we've talked about what net worth is, right? And net worth is something that I like to keep track of. I like to look at it every great once in a while just to see how I'm tracking. Um, I do calculate uh, my approximate net worth. It doesn't take everything into consideration, but I do track it on a spreadsheet. Um, just to make sure, again, I'm tracking the right way. I like to set goals for my net worth. Um, and for those of you that may not know what net worth is, not only did we talk about it in more depth on a previous podcast episode, so if you search for that, you'll be able to listen and maybe learn a little bit, but it's basically all of the things that are worth money, and you subtract from that number all of the debts that you have, okay? So say you have a, we'll just use a, a brief example, one in, in one. So say your house is worth $300,000, but you only owe $250,000. Okay, well, that home is adding $50,000 to your net worth. Say you have a savings account that has $50,000 in it. Well, that's, that's, there's no debt against that number, right? And so that would be $50,000 added to your net worth. So you can kind of calculate your net worth with the big items. Um, the big items that typically people think about are investment accounts, your home, any rental properties, um, a savings account, sometimes a vehicle. I suppose you could do that. I don't. But if you own your vehicle outright, you, I suppose you could add that to your net worth. Um, it is a depreciating asset, though, so it will get lower every year. Um, so anyways, that's what net worth is. So this article goes over a few things, and we'll kind of get into those here. Um, it was published by businessinsider.com. I don't know when. It looks like it was earlier this April of 2021 this article was published. Um, and it's just kind of fun to kind of see where you track compared to, um, compared to everybody else. So let's just start with age. 
So for age, and it goes, it does two different metrics here. So it goes average net worth, which is literally totaling um, the net worth of everybody and then dividing it by the amount of people that were included in that case study, right? So it's adding up the worth of everyone and then dividing it by the number of people, all right? And then there's also, it's showing here on this article, the median net worth, which is essentially the middle. So you line everybody up from biggest to smallest, and then you look at that middle, and then that's the median, okay? And what we'll learn here is that median is often a better number to look at because when it comes to net worth, there are lots of people that skew the number, right? So there might be, if we took a look at 100 different people, maybe 60 of those people, so the majority of those people are at $100,000 net worth, maybe 10% are at $10 million of net worth, like way off the charts, and then maybe, you know, another, whatever the rest of that math is, would it be 30% or whatever? Uh, maybe 30% are at like $5,000 net worth, so way on the low end, okay? So you're not getting a true... Um, number really or a good number to analyze if you're just looking at the average because maybe the 10% that have 10 million are pulling the numbers way, way high and they're not really what most people are looking at. Okay, so the median is a, is a better number in my opinion to look at because it's taking everybody, lining them up in a row, and then you're looking at the middle. You're saying, okay, the middle is XYZ. All right, so we're gonna, we'll, we'll talk about both here. But by age, so those under 35 in America the average net worth is $76,300 and the median net worth is $13,900, okay? And I'm not gonna spend a ton of time making giving my comments because I do have a lot of them on all these numbers, but my initial com comments and thoughts about this because I do fall into this age group is that I think it's relatively low when you look at the median net worth, okay? And I think there's a couple things that could go into this. I think that not many young people are very financially literate, or if they are, they're not practicing out their literacy that they know. They're not using it, okay? But I, I do, and it's probably both, but I do think a lot of it is there's not a lot of literacy, financial literacy for people under 35. I also think that a couple things really drag this number down when we look at the median net worth, and I think a big one is student loans, Right, so if you have $100,000 in student loans, well, chances are you probably haven't paid those off by the time you're 35. Um, and that's showing probably for a lot of people negative net worth. It's really dragging that number down, okay? But if we look at 35 to 44, age 35 to 44, the average net worth jumps way up to the $436,200 and the median net worth to $91,300. So that average net worth we can really see ticks up by a large amount for this age group from the previous. Age 45 to 54 is $833,200 and the median net worth for that age group is $168,600. Um, age 55 to 64 the average is $1,175,900 and the median is $266,400. And lastly, 75 or older, the average actually goes down at this point, probably because retirement and people are living off of their savings and off of their investments, okay? Um, it goes down to $997,600 and the median also goes down to $254,000. $800. So quite interesting when we look at that. 
All right, let's go over education. And I'm not going to go over... Well, we'll go over some of these because this could get very long and a lot of numbers for you, especially if you're not looking at it visually. But um, for no high school diploma, the average net worth is $137,800 and the median is $20,500. If you have a high school diploma, the average net worth is $305,200 and median net worth is $74,000. There is some numbers for some college. We'll skip over that just for the sake of throwing way too many numbers at you. Uh, But we'll go to college degree. So if you have a college degree, the average net worth is $1,519,900 and the median is $302,200. Very interesting. Um, Before we dig in here to a couple more and really go over the one that I thought was interesting, um, I do want to pause just briefly for a very short ad break. Hello, kind people, podcasters. I don't know if that's a word or not, but we are rolling with it. I wanted to tell you a little bit about acorns today. And if you've listened to the podcast, you know my passion for acorns is strong um, because I truly believe it's a great platform and I use it personally. Um, So I can tell you over the past four years, Acorns has been an incredible asset to me and my investing. It's where I learned about investing and dividends and compound interest. Um, And again, I still use it to this day. Um, It is a platform that is absolutely fantastic, fantastic for people that are new to investing. Again, I'm not new to investing, somewhat new. I still use it, but for those of you who are looking to start investing or are looking for an easy platform to start investing, I can't recommend Acorns enough. It has two great features among many, uh, but I'll just touch on a few here, the two that I particularly use. Number one is the Roundup feature. So when you open your Acorns account, you can actually link one of your cards, credit card or debit card, to the account Acorns will round up each transaction that you make with that card and invest the spare change into your investment account there with Acorns. How cool is that? If you're looking to do something that's automated, that's going to force you to invest every time you spend your money, this is a great feature. I have used it. Um, it's, It's phenomenal. The second feature, which I use far more, is just the recurring investments. You can set a specific dollar amount and a specific day of the week or a specific day of the month or time of the month to automatically invest money. If you listen to the previous podcast and you listen to my story about um, how I started investing, or not my previous podcast, but one of my podcasts before, about how I started investing. I downloaded Acorns and I started investing $5 every Friday. And it wasn't a lot, but over the months and months and me even forgetting that money was going in there, I learned about compound interest and I learned about what dividends were. So you can start off small and now I use that same recurring feature just with a little bit more money, but I do it every week. Um, So if you're interested in Acorns um, and the many services that they provide, Um, So not only roundups, not only recurring investments, but um, retirement accounts and accounts for your kids, Um, tons of things. Um, I I can't recommend Acorns enough. There is a link down in the show notes. If you use that link, my referral link, you're going to get $5 added to your account um, at no charge to you. No charge. You don't have to even put any money into that account to access that $5. It's absolutely free money. So if you are interested in that and learning more about Acorns and trying it out for yourself, go to the show notes, click on the link, and you will get $5 added to your account. Um, That is all that I'll talk about this, but you'll probably hear me talk about it more in the show. Um, But here is back to the episode. 
All right. Well, let's continue right on down the list. So the next one we will take a look at is average net worth by race. This one's interesting. Um, so white, non-Hispanic, average net worth, again, this is in the U.S., um, the average is 983400 The median is $188,200. Okay. Um, and it also gives a metric here, a data set, the average net worth change compared to 2016. So how do these numbers stack up to what they were in 2016? And it's actually down by 1%. Pretty interesting. Um, we'll look at the black population. Average net worth, 146800 So much lower than the white non-Hispanic community. Median net worth, also much lower, 24100 And this is down by 3% from 2016. Um, Latino, average net worth, $203,300. Median net worth is $36,200. And this is down 20, or excuse me, this is down 19% from 2016. Very interesting there. And multiracial and other identities average is $486,800 and median net worth is $74,500. And this is up 20%. So almost a 40% swing difference from that that we saw with the Latino community. Very interesting. Okay, this is the one that really I found interesting. And there are a few things that go into this that are much deeper than what we kind of think on the surface level because I know many people might use this data to say, well, here's a clear reason why you should do this and, and you know how to, how to build wealth. And I don't think that's the full story, but let's just take a look here and I'll, I'll give my thoughts. So it's home ownership stats. So if you own a home, the average net worth, again, in the U.S., is $1,102,100. The median is $255,000, okay, for net worth. If you don't own a home, if you don't own a home, the average net worth is $95,600. And again, compared to the $1.1 million for our homeowners, and the median net worth is $6,300. And again, that's compared to $255,000 for our homeowners. So what does this mean, right? Because I, I can see a lot of people saying, well, one of the fastest ways to wealth is to own a home. Look at the numbers, okay? And part of me believes that is probably true. I think that if you're able to buy a home, if, if you do buy a home, that can be a great vehicle to building wealth. Um, just imagine if you bought a $250,000 house today and you kept that house, you stayed in that house for 30 years and had it paid off. Um, not only would you have a house worth $250,000, it probably, because of inflation and home prices increasing, it might be worth three hundred and fifty dollars to maybe even $400,000 in 30 years, maybe even more, okay? Um, so the renter would not be able to partake in that. Not only would the renter um, most likely be paying more every month for rent, but that rent would continue to increase every year to where as the person who owns the home and is paying the mortgage, throughout those 30 years, that mortgage payment would mostly stay the same, okay? Save for tax increases, um, save for, um, you know, if you're in an adjustable rate mortgage instead of a fixed rate mortgage, okay? Um, but 
I think that's telling there, you know, there is great benefit. If you're able, it's not always a good fit. And we kind of talked about this in some other episodes about purchasing a home, but if you're able to, when you do it the right way and you do it frugally, you don't overspend, you have money in reserves for repairs, the list goes on. Owning a home can be a great way to build wealth. I love home ownership. Sometimes it is frustrating because things seem to break and malfunction constantly, but it can be a great way to build wealth. Um, I think another thing that we need to take a look at too that's below the surface are what what demographic or what situation are people in in both of these categories. If you're purchasing a home, chances are you probably have possibly more means to do so than somebody who is renting. Okay, because we know that not only is home ownership expensive because of cost and of repair and those sorts of things, but it also costs a lot to start to buy a home, right? You have to have a down payment, whether it's uh, in, in some circumstances, I know you don't. If you're a veteran, you can do a VA loan with no money down. Um, but typically, you have to have at minimum 3.5% with an FHA loan. For a conventional loan, I believe it starts at 5%. Uh, most people recommend that you have 10 to 20% down to buy a home. And if we take a look at our $250,000 home example, well, 10% is $25,000, 20% is $50,000 if you want to avoid PMI, which is private mortgage insurance, which makes your mortgage payment even more. I won't get into that here too much, but if you want to avoid those fees and you want to have instant equity in your house, people typically recommend to go with 20% down and having $50,000 in cash is a lot of money. If you're in that position, it probably means you have a good income and you probably have, probably, not always, um, but you might have better spending habits and financial literacy than somebody that can that doesn't, Right. So we're looking at a different set of people. Also, one thing that kind of goes into this, I believe, is that typically younger people don't own homes yet, right? So maybe what, and I don't know the average age for home ownership or when somebody buys their first home in the U.S., but let's just say it's 30 years old. So if you're 30 or if you're under 30, not only is your net worth going to be lower because you haven't had time to accumulate it, but you're also probably are not a home buyer. Thus, it's putting people that, automatically have a lower net worth into the doesn't own a home category, which makes that average and median number look lower. But I thought it was interesting, and I do think it shows in in some way, in maybe a small way, um, that owning a home can be a great vehicle to building wealth. So that was a lot of data. <laughs> Thank you so much. If you're still hanging in here, um, you must be a numbers person and you, you must really, really like and nerd out with this type of stuff like I do. Um, but thank you for tuning into episode 65 and we will talk very soon.